Welcome to HR Tech Conference 2022, live from Vegas in the Unum HR Trends podcast studio. We have with us this morning our first guest, the extraordinary Robin, Robin Schooling. You will know her as being a talent strategist, HR provocateur, provocateur. sorry, provocateur, <laughs> techie, speaker, writer, host of the Drive Through HR podcast. Robin, welcome. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for joining us to kick us off. Is it day one? This is the big question. I guess last night was day one because it opened at five-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I missed I missed Monday and Tuesday because I just uh, I couldn't get here early enough for the uh, Women in Tech series and some of the pre-conference stuff. So I missed that. Yes. Um, but did arrive last night, yes. late afternoon, in time for the expo hall opening and things like that. And it is exciting being here. And just this morning, I don't know if you saw Josh Burson's big keynote. Did you catch that? I, I actually missed it. Yes, it was pretty It was pretty cool. It was packed. There was a lot of people there. Uh, a lot of information. It was great. But let's just, I want to hear from you what you're interested in seeing this year at the conference. Mm, mm. Um, there are a couple of... Um, sessions that there are a couple of sessions happening tomorrow that I want to make sure I catch um, on some uh, diversity and inclusion topics. So I'm I'm interested in um, in catching those from a from a, a topic perspective. Um, there's also a session happening tomorrow with um, an HR leader that I met last night, um, who's out of Arizona, and she's doing a session um, at. Um, at one of the, the stages here in the expo hall tomorrow about an implementation that she did, a system implementation and kind of um, the pitfalls, uh, but how they overcame them. And, and it was all about, um, their focus was really on engaging their employees and kind of driving user adoption. And, and that always fascinates me, um, working kind of on the tech consulting side of things that we do. And so um, that's a session that I have on my on my calendar as well to go to. and. Um, and here in the expo hall, I um, I haven't made it down there yet, but I love the startup pavilion. Um, and so at some stage today, I'm going to go hang out in the startup pavilion because I, I just love seeing what people are working on because uh, that really gives us a sense of, of you know, what we're really going to see hitting big next year and the year after. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah. Go hang out down by the startup mm-hmm. pavilion. And I know you, I know we've done some webinars before with you, mm-hmm. and you really are so helpful to HR in that space of tech, as you said, like mm-hmm. technology and then the humans that need it, and, 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 and frankly, how to not get also intimidated by all the technology. Right, right. Yeah? So even just Josh Dawson was mentioning this morning, like the amount of money that was going in, all those venture capital money, last it's now kind of maybe pausing. <laughs> but right. the, and he basically said, it now means all the UHR people have got a ton of choices out there. Yes. Right? Do you have any, what have you been saying recently to people uh, or any thoughts around how to simplify that? You know, I think it's, um, it's interesting to see um, when HR professionals identify a need and start to look for a solution. Because the way that they go about it is um, oftentimes very, very unorganized. Um, and 
especially small mid-sized businesses. Um, you know, an, an enterprise organization, that's a different, that's a different beast, right? If I have uh, tens of thousands of employees and a large HR team and I probably have a budget and I've probably planned in my CapEx for X number of years from now to, you know, get a new HRIS or whatever. Um, small mid-sized businesses, so a couple hundred to less than a thousand, less than, less than 5,000 employees. Um, are often the most in need of someone to help them navigate where to find information, how to vet and evaluate solutions, um, what to ask, what to look for, um, how to go through demos um, and, and gather, draw that information out. And that's just trying to find something that will meet their needs or that will solve the problem that they're trying to solve. That's even before you get into the okay, how are we going to negotiate that contract? How are we going to set up the, the implementation? That, that's a whole nother ball of wax. So I think for, for HR professionals, and, and especially in that, in that uh, small mid-sized business group, um, this is a conference that those folks really need to come to, and they tend to not. Um, you know, and, and this is, if, if somebody's serious about how can we use technology to make the work experience better for our employees, this is the place to come and start exploring those ideas. And you don't even necessarily need to, sessions are great, I love learning, but even if somebody comes and just does the expo hall pass and sees what's out there, that's kind of the first thing. Um, and then finding ways to get information about who the vendors are in the space. So if I'm looking for a payroll solution um, or a payroll slash HR solution, um, there are better ways of getting that information than going into a Facebook group and asking, who uses XYZ and do you like them? Because 50 HR people will answer with 50 different you know, answers and the person who's kind of got that dilemma is no better off than when they pose the question. So it, it's such an important component of running an HR shop right now. Um, and, and HR professionals and, and leaders just really need to educate themselves mm -hmm. on, on what's available. And then of course, there are always people, if they have the, uh, the resources and the budget and can plan for it, there are also firms, such as mine, that will help them with implementations or contract negotiations or even that vendor selection so they don't have to go it alone if they have the ability to, to get a partner as well. It's so true and this is my first time actually at HR Tech. I've been mm. witnessing it um, and so obviously this first year back in person and according to Josh Burson at least it's the, oh no sorry Steve Bowes who mm -hmm. opened up that session, it's the biggest ever mm -hmm. and I tell you it's for anyone listening who's not yet been to Robin's Point maybe do come, I'm not working for the conference <laughs> right. but I tell you, you come in this expo hall and it's freaking massive right? yes. Yes. And then you've got these amazing brands everywhere with yes. very interesting, enormous booths and, and sofas and golf pictures and I don't know, yes. funny, interesting things. But more importantly, community. 
right? Yes. And and we've got HR here, and then we've got like this entrepreneurial like yes. tech community, and then us, the 170 year old insurance company. Yes. The podcast rocket ship. Um, but community is so important, mm -hmm. right? And I'm mm -hmm. feeling that here. Mm -hmm. the, all the conversations. Mm -hmm. So another question for you is talent strategists, mm -hmm. right? So in this labor market, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I am noticing a huge number of the recruitment. Firm, you know, or the tech around it, which obviously is because that's been such a big part of HR for so long, right? The right. Recruiting side of it. But what are your thoughts on the current labor market, the talent strategies of companies, what you're seeing here? So yeah, you know, I think it's, um, you know, shades of. Um, we don't certainly don't want it to be shades of, you know, 2008 and quite get that extreme. And I, I, I remain positive it won't get it won't get quite like that. But there's certainly, you know, changes afoot in different industries and, and different, um, you know, organizations. And, and we see hiring, you know, in, in some situations slowing down. Um, but then there are also companies that are, are hiring as much as ever. So it's, uh, you know, the, the need for people and the need to connect people to jobs uh, never goes away. Um, I think... Um, one of the one of the most needed aspects in sort of the larger talent world, when we think of talent in our organizations, um, and this is we've been talking about this forever, and somehow we haven't quite solved for it, and that is finding ways to encourage um, internal mobility take advantage of the talent that we might already have in our organizations um, and, and you know, large enterprises um, tend to use technology and there are a lot of systems that can kind of help manage that internal mobility and skills, uh, looking at skills rather than jobs and getting people the chance to go from um, position to position is not so much the thing anymore. It's go from this project to that project and use your skills mm -hmm. here and then use your skills there. Um, so that's that's been happening, but not at scale. So I think that more organizations need to find ways to flexibly use the existing talent they have. Um, I think the other aspect of, of talent acquisition, that aspect of it, is... Um, again, something we've talked about for ever and ever and ever, but that is um, making it easy enough for recruiters to to um, search and find and source candidates from their existing candidate database in their ATS. Um, and it's often a cumbersome process or it's not thought of as part of the normal kind of workflow for, for a recruiter. You know, position opens up, they've got a new requisition. Um, you know, to, to kind of simply go through the process, it's requisition, open requisition, post jobs, go outside, source people, get a whole, you know, hopefully get some inbound candidates and then deal with them and make a hire from that. Instead of remembering that your ATS probably houses potentially thousands of people that might be good for that job. And so are you, are you 
taking advantage of that. And again, that because it's, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of getting the right system and the right technology in place um, and then the right process to help you do that. Um, but that is that still remains such a really untapped um, labor pool for a lot of organizations is people that have already expressed a desire to work for your company. At one point, they wanted to come join you. They didn't for whatever reason. Why not uh, go revisit them? You know, and there are a lot of companies that do that very successfully and and keep you know talent pipelines and kind of build communities and keep in touch. Um, and that it takes time and thought and process and, and technology to kind of help with that. So that's that's a uh, again nothing new, um, but we can we can still make that better. So true. And I noticed, um, again, the opening keynote from George Burson just now, he said a couple of, well, he said many great lines, but one of them was about, um, he, he was emphasizing the, the importance of people, right? Uh-huh. Which is what we're all seeing, which is that the technology is appearing and it's taking away all the, um, a lot of the jobs, but it's creating the new jobs. Yes, right? And he yes. had this startling statistic, actually. He said, we're in the service economy. 90% of the jobs in the world are service jobs now. But then he was emphasizing that, um, and that's why it's so hard to fulfill them, because people aren't necessarily trained. And, right. But he was emphasizing, though, that, say, recruiters, he said, what what's most important right now is recruiters love your technology, um, because those recruiters are important. And he was kind of, yeah, connecting this. Mm-hmm. The fact that the people need to like using the technology, yes. right? And that the yes. people is really at the heart of this. Um, so anyway, that was just an observation, just kind of riffing off your point there. Yeah. But looking around this expo hall, anything that you're sort of um, that say that the how do I say this word provocateur, <laughs> the HR provocateur. Is there any trends that you're seeing arising, or, or anything that might be pro- kind of uh, challenging HR that you're seeing here, or any kind of top trends even as we're going into the new year, going into 2023? Um. Well, one of the things that I and this is this is going to sound like a negative. But it's also, I think, part of the experience at HR Tech and the evaluation of what's out there. Um, one of the things I like to look at or find are the the products um, or the solutions that are very misguided. And... Um, are based on a faulty premise or um, a misunderstanding of what HR professionals really do or what recruiters really do. Um, Because sometimes, uh, not sometimes, every year, um, constantly, there are, um, you know, somebody somebody starts to go, for whatever reason, um, oh, maybe they, you know, They've got entrepreneurial spirit. Maybe they had the, some idea. Um, maybe they heard there's a lot of money to be had in HR technology. Whatever it is, they they start something. They come up with a product. Um, they brand it. They this. They that. And they immediately go out and oh, we're we're solving this problem. Or we're gonna we're the first ones solving X. Um, A usually they're not the first person trying to solve X. Um, or B, um, X is not a problem in the first place. 
uh, or C, um, they're solving something without understanding um, what its application would be in the real world. So I like to go and look for things that are potentially um, doomed to fail or, um, or are trying to be disruptive for the sake of disruptive mm -hmm. and they're not kind of make a mental bet. How long are these people really going to last? Because this is really kind of a misguided idea. Um, so some of the things that I've seen, and this is just sort of a very generic category, but um, some sometimes um, on the on the TA side, some of the um, over the years um, candidate matching software or um, some categorization of candidates. Um, some technology that comes in that tries to do some, we're going to remove bias is often what they say. And if you look under the hood enough, you realize you're actually building more bias probably <laughs> into, into what you're trying to build. So I just, I, I just try to go and get a sense of those sorts of things. That is fascinating. And it makes me think of like the, the, the ethical element, the yes. humane element, right? Yes. That is increasingly being spoken just because you can Yes. Mean you should, yes. Right? Or, yes. Or, or. But also, yesterday, I don't, well, you didn't see, because I think you came here a little later, but there was the Women in Tech, right? Yes. And there was a fascinating session moderated by Jess von Bank, who we're bringing in on Thursday. Um, also, there was the HR manager from um, United and an amazing analyst from one of the analyst firms that I'm forgetting. Anyway, <laughs> um, Jess said this great line about how sometimes technology actually limits us because mm -hmm. it creates these mm -hmm. boxes that puts us mm -hmm. in and that actually you need the humans with the imagination mm -hmm. that can see beyond the day. Mm -hmm. And it was a nice rebalancing moment mm -hmm. that maybe kind of mm -hmm. um, did uh, challenge the audience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. of, of yeah, so that's a fascinating view. I hadn't even thought of that yeah. angle of yeah. that view. And I, and I like the... Um, I like that approach that that Jess and, and, and Jason and the whole Leap Gen team has has taken over the years, which is really keeping the human at the forefront of the technology. That's really been their mantra. Yes. Um, that's really kind of um, you know kind of the core, one of the core beliefs that they have at Leap Gen, and it's so true and it's so important. Um, and I think they do they do a really good job of articulating that and. And it is. It's taking a look at, um, again, the deep dive, the, the, the ethics behind something. Um, and then, you know, um, working with an organization or, uh, you know, adding technology for the sake of adding technology is not the, is not the solution. Are you, are you making it more problematic, more cumbersome, more frustrating? And, yeah, again, removing... The human out of it, and so I think of um, you know from a from a, a tech standpoint, and you know I remember when this was all the ooh this is the this is the the you know the, the new wave here in in HR tech six seven years ago um, was um, chat chatbot 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 right, and so a lot of people weren't were just sort of um, on their on their on their career sites or wherever. 
six, eight years ago, okay, let's let's toy with a chatbot. And so I remember coming to HR Tech and I talked to somebody in the startup pavilion um, who was building one. And they were such a, a startup that they were looking for, you know, kind of beta testers. And I was the VP of HR at a casino at the time. And I had no, really no budget um, to do much of anything. Um, so they gave me the use of the chatbot for free to kind of help them test it and build it and script it out and that sort of thing. And I, I, I went back to my, you know, my, the rest of my senior leadership team and I said, okay, I'm going to put this chatbot on and we're going to do some text, uh, text recruiting and I've got this code and it's going to take, uh, take them through this chatbot and we're building this script. And they were like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, no, no, this is going to be great. Um, and, I, and the key was that, A, we needed it for the volume of hiring we did. It was all text-based. The script was easy. It was just to really get people in because I had candidates, you know, we were 24-7, 365. People weren't applying for jobs, you know, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 or on an evening or whatever. We ended up actually the bulk of our job, people visiting our career site, the bulk of people tended to be Sundays um, and or late at night because they were working somewhere else, service industry, they maybe got home, it's three in the morning, they're looking for a job. Um, and so the, the chatbot allowed me to, people could apply and start asking questions and we could, the bot could answer for them at three in the morning, right? So it, it, it freed up our need during the day, but then it actually made it a more human experience because I said, we're not lo using losing the humans in this because this is not going to be a fully automated position because we never want to lose the piece that we've always had, which is, um, you know, it's very service-oriented industry, obviously very customer-focused, whatever. Um, I said, this is an issue of speed and answering people. I said, but that person then that's applied Sunday at 3 a.m., on Monday is going to be getting a call yes. or being scheduled via the bot, bot for an interview ASAP. Right. And it was more human right. than than the previous process had been, which was emails and, you know, through the applicant tracking system and phone messages. And it, A, it took forever, and it was demoralizing. And this was quick and it rapid. And very quickly they talked to a human um, so the tech enabled the humanity to come back in to right. that process. And I hate to do a plug, but in our bids, this is exactly what Unum's doing. <laughs> this kind of mental health support, leave yeah, support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and actually, Jess Van Bank, just to quote her again, tech is empathy at scale when we do it right. Mm -hmm. That's such a good line. That right? is a perfect line. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so Robin, my final question to you this morning, and I know this is a hard one, Day is just beginning. <laughs> so, but I want to cast your mind to January 1st, 2023. Okay. It's unbelievable we're already. I know. There, where we are, the sense of time has not yet turned to normal after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the year 2023 is coming. If there is one word for, for HR 2023, what is that? Or if there's one focus, the one intention, New Year's resolution, anything. Hmm. Um, 
resilience. Um, and I say that because um, we've had um, two and a half years, and HR people have carried the load <laughs> for so much for these last two and a half years, um, and, and have struggled, um, you know, taking care of others and um, sometimes neglecting themselves, and, but have gotten through it. And, and we feel like we've gotten through the, you know, the worst of the pandemic, came out the other end, still going through volatility with, do we have hybrid work? Do we go to the office? Do we, you know, whatever, the resignations, you know, whatever. And now we're in this potential for economic instability. Um, and so I think the focus for 2023 needs to be just stick with it and be resilient um, because we know we can when we work in HR and so um, we're just going to have to keep doing it. So I actually have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to be interested in hearing if everyone else comes to a similar conclusion. Yeah. But I know, I think you nailed it, really, because you're right. Frontline emergency workers in many ways. Right? Yeah. HR. Yeah. Robin Schooling, it's such a pleasure. You kicked us off on the big, big day one, or day two, whatever day it is. Um, we will get you back in the rocket ship booth again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.